about you put your hands together for Abraham as we come and speak this morning? Oh, wasn't that lovely? Thank you, worship team. It's, it's always a privilege to, I mean, for the first time to sit here and enjoy the worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was awesome too. <clears throat> okay, good morning, church. Uh, I'm excited to be here this morning too. Sorry, my voice is a bit deep. This is what happens in the morning. It's a bit deep and then it gets brighter with the sun. <clears throat> so I'm excited to be here this morning to speak to you. It's, it's a wonderful message that I, I, I feel God has placed on my heart to share with his church this morning. It's probably a bit unusual. It's a sentence. That it's, it's, it's an unfinished sentence. And it's titled, But When You, When You, When You, I, I also want to thank Pastor Seth and Debbie and for the team for allowing me the privilege to speak this morning, especially for uh, Pastor Seth and Debbie for, for their heart to serve God's church and, and, and the privilege they, 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 they've given to us as a family to serve God's church in all the things that we do. It's, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Not being emotional this morning at all. <laughs> Tend to the person sitting by you and say, it's wonderful to, to see you this morning. And then turn to the other person. Have you realized he's got an accent? Have you realized this guy has got an accent? Yes, so you'll have to bear with me. But I'll try to be clear as possible. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that you are a good, good father. We thank you that we can meet freely and worship and, and to hear from you this morning. We thank you that you are a good God and we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you that you are an awesome father and we thank you that you are here in, in this place. Thank you that where your spirit is, there's freedom, there's liberty. So we declare that over this place and we pray that have your way, speak your word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm sure we all know this guy in the Bible called Jacob. And I'm sure we all have heard at least one message about Jacob. And I'm sure we all know how awesome this guy was, how excellent he was. He was a man of God. He was the guy who wrestled with, with an angel. I, can, I mean, human being wrestled with an angel. What my understanding of an angel is like a big guy with a sword and with a big wings and all that. So he wrestled with God and all those nice things. And I'm quite sure that you also know that he's the guy who robbed his senior brother of his blessings, right? So the awesome guy, the same guy, is a bit messy. If you've not heard anything about Jacob, then that's actually great. If you've heard something about Jacob, that's even awesome, because I'll tell the story anyways. So long ago, there lived a guy called Jacob. He was a son of Isaac and Rebekah, he was the younger of, of a twin. His, his uh, elder brother was Esau. 
And he was the guy who was the awesome guy, robbed his brother of his blessings, and all the, all the things that we read in, in the Bible about him. I must also say that this message has little to do with the man Jacob. Today, I want to speak to you about the other guy called Esau, his senior brother. It's quite unusual to hear a message on, on, on Esau because the story about Esau is a guy who didn't respect the fact that he was the first child. He traded his seniorship or being the first child for a, a bowl of soup or you can say a plate of stew or something. But this morning, I want us to look at the story of Esau from a different, from Esau's point of view, from Esau's, in the, in the eyes, to the eyes of Esau. So Esau was the first child, the child who was by birth due to receive his father's blessing and inheritance. Esau walked and lived most of his life confident. So, of course, uh, at the time, if, if you were the first child, you are confident that, I mean, this is the guy, the guy who is going to receive the blessing, the guy who is going to be the, I mean, strongest, who is going to be all those things. And his claim was also backed by the law, by the tradition of the time. He was surely going to be the blessed guy. While Esau was walking around, knowing that he is going to be blessed, he's the big guy, he's all that, there was something he did not know. Everyone, even his dad, thought that, oh, this is my first son, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be the wonderful son, that he's the first son, he's going to receive all the blessing. But his mom, Rebecca, knew something that no one knew. We read from Genesis chapter 25, verse 21. Sorry, from 23 to 20, 22 to 23. The baby just told each other within her, and she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. So while Esau was the big guy walking around, I mean, asking for a bowl of soup and all that, he was so confident that he was going to receive what God, I mean, what everybody said he was going to receive. Yet, there was something, there was a word spoken over his life that he was not going to receive the blessing that everybody knew, or he even was convinced that he was going to receive. You see, Rebecca knew something that Isaac did not know. Esau did not know. Nobody knew apart from Rebecca herself. Fast forward to chapter 27. We see Isaac. Isaac is an old man now. He, he calls his son Esau into his bedroom. And he asks him to go into the forest and go and get him some meat, wild meat, so that he will eat. And whilst he is full, he will bless him. While he was giving the, these instructions, Rebecca was eavesdropping, so she was actually listening to. Because I, I believe that Re Rebecca understood that this man is old, so anytime I hear that he is meeting with my first son, then this is the time I need to act. Re Rebecca was trying to, trying to play God here. She was, she was trying to help God 
because God had told her that your second son was going to receive the blessing. So I was like, I'm going to help God. So anytime I hear that these two guys are going to have a meeting, and I know that it is time for me to help God. So she, Rebecca, listened to all the instructions. So go, go, go into the forest, give me the meat and all, all those things. And then she gave the same instructions to the son, Jacob. So Jacob got all, all the details and he goes to Isaac for Isaac to bless him while pretending to be Esau. And Isaac knows the son of his, I mean, the, 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 the voice of his son, Esau. It's like, this doesn't sound like Esau. Then he says, okay, come closer to me. Let me touch you because Esau was a very hairy man. The disappointing thing for me in, in this chapter is that Jacob had covered himself with sheep or lamb skin. So I, I can imagine how Harry Esau was like, was like, I don't know. I've, 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 I've probably not seen in, in, in anyone who was like the skin that is similar to that of a, a sheep or a lamb. So he said, yes, this is my son, the hairy guy. So Isaac blesses his son, his second son, Jacob. Esau comes back with the meat and cooks some nice meal for his dad. Like, and I can imagine Esau going about whistling like, oh, today is the day, this is the day that my father is going to do exactly what he's, I mean, I was born to do. This is the day my father is going to, and I can imagine him whistling his, his I mean, whilst cooking, whistling, saying, oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I mean, that's a song I was taught in Sunday school. So, so he, he, he was excited. He was, he was happy because he knew that finally, finally, all the things people have been telling me that you are the first son, my father is going to surely bless me. Interesting thing was that Rebecca had just cooked a very nice meal for Isaac to present at, at Esau. So I'm, I'm imagining that Re Rebecca might have used a powerful uh, air freshener to make sure that Esau wouldn't smell the aroma of the food because a mom is always a mom. A mom's food smell is very powerful. So I imagine she should have smoked some uh, vin uh, vanilla or some. So Esau could not smell. It's either he could not smell or he was so excited he didn't, he, he didn't pay attention. Esau goes to Isaac and delightfully asks his father, Father, now eat and bless me. His father was a bit confused, but you were here a few minutes ago. Were you not the one I was saying all the nice things to blessing and bringing all those things? And then Esau was just like, oh. All, the, all my life, I, I, I was living for this moment. And this moment has been taken away from me. The thing I've been, I've been waiting for, like I've been yearning for, it's gone now. You see, unlike other times when, when Esau was walking around selling his birthright for a bowl of soup, this time he was in the will of his father. This time he was out there in the bush doing what exactly his father had told him to do. He was out there doing exactly what his father Isaac had told him to do. Sometimes in our walk with God, when we believe we are praying more, when we believe we are serving more, when we believe 
worshiping more and doing all the nice things that the Bible tells us to do. At the same time, something big hits us. Just when we, we are confident that this is the time. I've been praying more this year. I've been serving more. I've been, I've been giving more. I'm doing all those things more. So Esau was walking exactly in the direction of his father. Go out to there. Bring me some food. Let me eat and bless you. For us, myself and my wife, like the time we lost our first child, it was, to date, it's, it still hits me like, it still comes to me like sometimes. Because like, at that time I was, I was crazy for God. I, was, I, I, I think you all know I'm, I'm still crazy for God. Like I was, I was in church five days a week. Monday, no, okay, Monday was off because our, our pastor canceled it. So Tuesday were prayer warriors praying for, for the church, praying for God, praying for people, problems, blah, blah, blah. Wednesday I was leading Bible studies, explaining the word of God, explaining the guy. Thursday was an off day for me. Friday I was back leading praise and worship, dancing and jumping and all, doing all the things that we do in an African church. Yeah, we jump a lot. Even though our building was upstairs, we still were, were jumping. Saturday we had practice, uh, band practice. Sunday was a big deal, like, like the market day. Everyone is in suit and tie and all the nice dressing. So when that thing happened, like, I was surprised. The church was surprised. People were like, why him? He, 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 he's the guy always being emotional during worship. He, he's, he's the same guy. He's the guy who has been praying for people ab- about their issues. He's the same guy who is doing this, who is doing that, who is doing this. Why him? I, and I also asked myself, why me? God, why? I've, 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 I've heard of how wonderful you are. I didn't know this side of you. I, I didn't know you could do this as well. I mean, you could allow this as well. I was angry at God. I was mad at God. I mean, for me, I was in church for two months after that happened. And to date, I don't remember what happened for those two months. I was there, the pastor speaks, it passes through this place. I led praise and worship as usual. I don't, I don't know what happened for two months. I, it's like I lost track of my life. Because when I felt I was working exactly in the will of my father, who is God, then it happened. For some of us, it might be that season of our life where we think, why? Why this time? When, 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 when I'm, 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 I'm in this situation, when, when I feel I'm more connected to church, I'm more, I'm serving, I'm doing all these things, why this time? But let me tell you something. Maybe this is the right time. Maybe this is exactly the right time. Because you are already rooted in God. You are already having that relationship. You are serving more. You are giving more. Meaning that you have a reason. You, you have a love for God. So this is the perfect time. Hits you hard. And it connects you back to your father. Like, okay, well, if it's happened, why don't I lean more on, on, on to him? 
it's okay to be angry at first. I did first two months I was angry. But I'm not angry because I know that all things work together for the good of them that love their Lord. So it might be hard, it might be difficult. But it's part of our journey. Because what happens to you becomes your testimony. Your test becomes your testimony. If you don't write any exams, you don't get promotion. I'm still studying, and I'm sure some of you are aware. But yeah, I'm still studying. The reason why I'm studying, I still don't know. Because I, I, I never saw myself to be doing a PhD, a doctorate. Never. I, five years ago, if you had told me I would do a PhD, I would have said, you are crazy. But then here I am. Close to finishing. So you see, God has his wonderful plan for your life. And I just want to reassure you that it all works together for our good. Amen? See, for Esau, he saw his brother Jacob, who did not deserve the blessing. Jacob did not deserve the blessing by the culture, by writing, by all the things that was there at the time. And he felt, he felt bitter because it's like, why would my brother do this to me? And the point is for some of us, we are like, I'm doing all, all, all the things that I'm supposed to do. But why is this other guy, he, he, he doesn't even believe in God. He's the guy who is making all the noise about why God is not, a, there's no God, why blah, blah, is not there, God is not there, making all the things that we see as not right. He's the one, he's the one doing all, all those things. He's the one doing all, all those things. But they look more blessed than me. Why is the person who just came to the office, why is, why is he or she getting the promotion? I have served this company for so long. Why am, why am I not getting that blessing? Why are they getting that wonderful marriage? Why, why not me? I'm the one who has been praying every day about my marriage. I'm the one who fasted for my marriage. I'm the one who, who has been praying for that miracle. I'm the one who has been seeking healing. And this guy comes one service and gets healed. Really, God? Really? And these are okay questions to ask. One thing I find is like, most of us are sometimes scared to ask God this question, but it's fine. He's your father. I agree with my father sometimes. Yes, he's my father. He understands because this guy is just a young guy trying to understand life. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay to be not angry. I won't say angry because I'm up here. But I'll say it's okay to sometimes be not so happy with what happens in your life. It's fine. But then, as I said, it all works together for our good. Esau was in a, a difficult situation. He pleaded with his father, please bless me. We see in Genesis chapter 27, verse 38, the NIV version says, Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing? This is just one blessing that, I mean, I have known you. I know how much you can talk. Can you give only one blessing? Do you say that you can't even say a simple sentence, God bless you, God 
make you a great man. Can't you say that one blessing? So desperate. At least say something, Father. Say one good thing. And his father says, let's see what happens in, 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 in verse, uh, sorry, in, in verse 40. It says, but you will live by your sword and serve your brother. So after he had pleaded with his father, that please say something nice, at least one, one good thing about me. Am I not harried now? Am I not the guy who you like, who gets you the wild game? Say something nice. His father says, oh, you will, serve, you will live by your sword. I'm trying so hard. But be your brother's slave. And then his father says one thing. The amplified, I like the amplified version. It says, however, it shall come to pass when you, when you break loose from your anger and hatred, that you will tear this, that you tear his yoke off your neck, and you will be set free of him. The good news version says that you, yet when you rebel, when you say enough is enough, when you say I'm no more going to be angry with my brother because he got my blessing, I'm not going to be angry with with my with with, with my colleague because she got the promotion. I'm not going to be angry with this other couple because they got blessed. I'm not going to be angry with this other person because their child got healed, their, their, their prayer got answered. I'm going to celebrate them. I'm going to rejoice with, with them. I'm going to be happy with them because their blessings has come to. When you decide, when you make that decision, you break that yoke off your head. You take out that hatred from you. See, Isaac was giving Esau a weapon. He was referring him to the fact that the, that falling is not a choice. The fact that you, you fell was not necessarily your choice. But staying down when you fall is a choice. The fact that Isaac, uh, Esau, uh, Jacob got the blessing was not the fault of Esau because he was doing exactly what his dad had told him. But staying angry and bitter about it was solely dependent on him. He was saying, even though I've spoken all these unpleasant things on your life, when you decide to tackle them and deal with the anger and hatred you have in you for your brother, you'll be set free. See, let me tell you something this morning. Someone's blessing is not your curse. Someone's breakthrough doesn't mean God. God is not a one-blessing God. He, he, he keeps this blessing is only for this person. Marriage is only for this person. Healing is only for this person. Our God is a gracious God. He's, I mean, his, the Bible says that his, 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 his grace and his love are new every morning. So every morning there's something wonderful. There's something marvelous about, about God. I mean, there's something more than enough. God has more than enough for all of us. So someone's blessing, it's not your case. Someone's breakthrough, it doesn't mean that you will not receive your breakthrough. Someone's healing does not mean that God is done. Today I'm healing only two people, and that's the no. Our God is a gracious God. Amen. Esau had a choice to hold on to the pain or let go and break that yoke. I believe Isaac was trying to tell Esau that at that point it all depended on, on him. It comes down to him whether he decides to be bitter about it or move on and be happy about it and 
and just be himself. And I also believe that this morning God is asking someone here in this place that what can you do for you? What can you do for you? Mostly we, 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 we like, oh, God bless me. Oh, God, make me complete before I take this step of faith. God, do this for me before. But God is saying, what can you do for you? So I've already blessed you. I've, I've already empowered you. I've already enriched you. I've already done all the, all the things you are asking. Just step out. Just go out there. Just have faith. So I, I claim these things. I, I, I work in the power of God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm healed. I believe. For me, one thing I, I used to be afraid of was, what if I declare and it, it doesn't come to pass? It's not my problem. It's not my problem. I'm just declaring, declaring in faith. God, I'm blessed. God, I thank you that I've lost this weight. I thank you that I'm just declare it and go for the walk and go to the gym. Just declare it. Don't wait for that perfect moment. Don't wait for... So you see, Esau was waiting for the blessing before he becomes the firstborn. He was thinking, whatever my dad says is the defining moment of my life. Without this blessing, I'm doomed. And I, 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 I believe that Isaac was saying that to his son, Esau, so this blessing is good, but you are who you are. Who are you, Esau? Who are you? Are you, the fir- are you still the first child? Esau forgot that he was still the first child. He forgot that even though it seemed finished and hopeless, he had an identity that no one could take from him. Jacob had taken the blessing, yes? But he was still the first son. He was still the first child of his father. His grandfather, Abraham, was God's friend. He was carrying the DNA of a great man. He was carrying my DNA, Abraham. So he was, he was the, this guy was walking around carrying the, the, the promises of God. God had told him, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bless Abraham, and, and anyone who, who blesses him, I'll bless him. Anyone who curses him, I'll So this guy, Esau, was working, waiting for the confirmation of his father, although he was carrying this grace of God, this power of God over his head, carrying the DNA of his father, Abraham. Abraham was a legend. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a legend, but since we have the same name, probably we could share the glory. So Abraham was, was a legend. He was the father of faith. The, 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 the guy that, till date, people mention his name. God of Abraham, God of Isaac. Esau was carrying the DNA of Isaac. The promised one. The, the, the one that God had a covenant with. So Esau was not an unblessed man. Esau was not. The blessing was good, but... Esau was already blessed even before that moment. He was a blessed man. He was carrying something heavier than, in my, in my, in my understanding, was carrying something heavier than even the words of his own father. Because God himself 
not man, God had 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 a covenant through his father, uh, his grandfather Abraham, and his father Isaac had a, a direct covenant with him. So the blessings was good, but then he forgot who he was. That I am Esau, the grandson of Abraham. I am Esau, the firstborn of Isaac. This is a, a good point. I, I think if you are if you are uh, making notes, you 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 write. I, I I heard that those who take notes will go to heaven. I don't know <laughs> how true it is, but maybe you, you might just take your chances this morning. And <laughs> you are not your circumstance. See, you are not your circumstance. Your circumstances do not define you. Your circumstances. It's a circumstance. It's not you. See, so Jesus was very conscious about his identity. He asked, who do men see I am? He asked his disciples, what, what, what is, what is the, the media? What is the social media? What, what is Facebook saying about me? What, what are the comments people are, are, are giving about me? What is Instagram saying about me? Oh, yeah, people are saying you are the prophet. People are saying that you are, you are. See, John the Baptist was not dead, but yet people were saying Jesus was John, was John the Baptist. It's strange. John the Baptist was alive, but people were saying, oh, you are, you are very similar to John the Baptist. I mean, the way the two of you preach, the way you walk, I think you guys are, are alike. People were saying, you are Elijah. I mean, we, we, we know Elijah. Just similar, I mean, the way you, you heal and all those things. And they said, what about you? What do you say I am? You, I mean, you, you guys have been working with me for some time. What do you, what's your impression about me? And then when, 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 when Peter said, you are the son of God, he said, yes, that's it. I'm not John the Baptist, I'm not Elijah, I'm the son of God. Jesus knew how important his identity was. Because I believe that the, the disciples, if they believed that he was Elijah, they would have left him. Because they know Elijah, they know Elijah died. They, they know John, John the Baptist was killed. But she said, don't look at those people. Look at me. I'm the son of God. I'm the one who's going to die and, and I will raise up on the third day. So I believe that, that that was important. And the thing is, most of the troubles we have in life are targeted at our identity, who we are in Christ. This morning, who are you in Christ? What I know is that the Bible says that we are chosen redeemed, sanctified, justified, Holy Ghost filled. Hello? Holy Ghost filled. Wonderful. Joint hair with Christ. We share the inheritance with, with Christ. That's what the word of God says about you. But what do you say about yourself? Who do you say you are? Do you believe that you are really the chosen one? Sometimes I doubt it myself, which is okay. But then we always have the word of God. It's like a manual to our lives as, a Christ, as, as Christians. You are chosen. See, one thing that I've, 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 I, I have an, an, an uh, issue with is 
sometimes we are made to believe that we are nothing. I mean, even as children of God. But see, if God sent his only son, only son, one son, to come and die for you, then you must be special to him. If God said my son, I mean, God looked and gave out his son just for you, then you must be very special. And you should work in that confidence, in that assurance. I am chosen. And that's why I, I, I love this song. It says, I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am the child of God. I am the daughter of God. I am the son of God. If we w- declare these things in the morning, oh, I can imagine how wonderful our weeks will be. Imagine how wonderful our day will be. You go into the office, you go into, I'm not sure where you go. <laughs> yeah, but you go into uni, uni, yeah, uni. <laughs> you go to uni like, oh, although my people got rejected, I'm still the child of God. Although I, 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 it seemed difficult, my boss seems difficult, I am the child of God. I am chosen, I'm not forsaken. My circumstances do not, do not define who I am. I am the child of God. See? In the Genesis 32, oh, in Genesis 32 verse 6, we see Jacob running back home after all the things he's been blessed, he's done all, all the stories. And then he asks a messenger to go ahead of him and go and ask, I'm going to spy on his brother. The messenger comes back and says that your brother does not look like an unblessed man. Your brother is coming to you and he's coming with 400 men, 400 macho men. Jacob says, yes, he's surely, go- he's surely going to kill me and my family. Fast forward to Genesis 33 verse 4. Esau runs and meets his brother Jacob and he embraces him and they weep. In, in verse 9, Esau tells his brother, because his brother offered him, oh, I got this gift from, I mean, I, gave, I, I, I got this gift for you. And his, and his brother says, I already have plenty. My brother, keep what you have for yourself. Did you just hear the guy who was not blessed, the guy who did not receive the blessing, say, I have enough, really enough? When, when Esau asked his brother, who, who are these with you? He, he answered, they are the children God has graciously given your servants. Because when Jacob met Esau, he saw, he saw a man who didn't look like the guy he knew a few years ago. He saw a blessed man. He had 400 bodyguards. I mean, 400 men who were willing to sacrifice their lives for him. You only, it's only a blessed man who can live such a life. Esau remembered his identity. Esau, Esau came to understand that the blessings his father was going to, to, 
to declare on his life was important, yet he knew who he was in Christ. This morning, you have a decision to make. Will you look at your circumstance and allow it to define you? Or you see who you are in Christ? Chosen, blessed, Holy Ghost filled, anointed. But you can only answer that question unless if you have a relationship with God. As we bow our heads this morning with every eye closed, you want to pray this prayer with me. If you are here and you, and you feel that your relationship with God is not, it's not really there. It's, it's, it become old and rusty. You, you, you just need a new wine skin. You just need that relationship with God. Just want to speak to your father this morning. Say, Lord, I know, I know who you've made me, but I want to grow more in you. I just want to have a, a better connection with you. I just want to connect with you more. I just want to know so that when, when, when the storms of life come, my, 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 my feet are firmly grounded in you. If you are here this morning and you, and you don't have this relationship at all, you just want to say these things. You just want to give your life to Christ. You just want to accept Jesus as your Lord, and your Savior. This is a, a wonderful time to do that. This is a wonderful time. But when you decide, this morning, what will you decide to do? I'm sure Pastor Seth and uh, Pastor, Pastor Debbie will be ha happy to pray with you if you want to give your life to Christ, but we just want to stand this morning as, as we pray.